Hello and welcome back to Nerd Geek Dork, the podcast where we talk about the nerdy, geeky, and dorky sides of pop culture. I'm your host, Adam Santiago. I'm Pete the Retailer from here and from Star Wars Minute. Hey, I'm from another podcast too. I'm from your favorite album. That's true. Everybody check that out. And we've also got Chris Radke from wackos.org. <laughs> <laughs> and, and joining uh, us live via satellite from Poland. Uh, uh, Christian Dumay. Uh, I am I'm actually the writer of The West Coast Thing, a book about the West Coast Avengers. Yeah, we've got two serious experts on the show today. So this is a this is a, a good opportunity to talk about West Coast Avengers, which some of you have probably have no idea what that is. Uh, <laughs> I would say that, uh, that that Christian is the the Indiana Jones of the West Coast Avengers uh, kind of uh, knowledge, and I am the Belloc of West Coast <laughs> Avengers knowledge. Ooh, I like uh, that. Or Belloche, depending Belosh, on how you yeah, say <laughs> I just thought Moon Knight was really cool, and I had a crush on Spider Woman because she's super attractive. She's very <laughs> hot with the white... Uh, you know, right. kind of long, you know, uh, stockings the, there. The yeah. post-alien costume yeah. revamp. Yeah. It'd be uh, funny if it was a symbiote, but she, like, cut it up, and it's just she's a like, dead alien costume. <laughs> she killed costume. it just trying to tailor yeah. it. <laughs> uh, so West Coast Avengers was a, uh, you know, there was the Avengers, which uh, you all know from the movies and the comics and all that stuff. Then uh, in the 80s, Marvel was expanding their comic book line significantly. And uh, rather than coming up with brand new concepts, they kind of uh, came up with spinoffs of a bunch of their different books. There were all of a sudden a whole bunch of Spider-Man books out there, a couple of new X-Men related books. And uh, the one that we're here to talk about today is West Coast Avengers, where Hawkeye uh, takes a team of people who have been associated with the Avengers or members of the Avengers and starts a new team out in California. <laughs> it was a big responsibility for him. The vision yeah. came up to him. and was like, you know, th there's threats on the West Coast that we just totally miss. Yeah. <laughs> Which is crazy. <laughs> when the Avengers are saving the world on a daily basis for like, oh, we can't it, get man. there in time. Yeah. Uh, that Pacific sorry. time zone. We're, we're so behind. Yeah. Maybe they get to some central time zone uh, yeah. crimes, but, uh, you know. And Vision's like, you know, kind of like the father figure. It's like, Hawkeye, I think you've matured enough to where <laughs> you could be a leader of your own team. And he was <laughs> such a like, oh my God, really? <laughs> so a jokester. So is the West Coast Avengers born out of flawed android life? Logic, that a team that protects the whole world can't protect a certain coast. Android murder logic. <laughs> <laughs> That's my metal band. <laughs> uh, well, I think it, it could also be like, um, you know, where uh, that Simpsons episode where Marge is making a birthday cake and Homer comes in and he's like, ooh, cake. And she's like, Homer, I made you a special cake over there. And it's just like pink frosting and every single letter of the alphabet on it. And he's just like, oh, and like he gets his own cake to ruin. You think that was this with Hawkeye, where they were just like, yeah, you can have your own special team in California. There's lots of crimes out there. And Vision totally was like, take Iron Man with you, yeah. knowing full well that it's Rhodey underneath there, and he's not really getting Tony Stark. Exactly. Iron Man's good. Yeah, you like Iron Man, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I love Iron Man. <laughs> you know, so, okay, so let's talk about the very first issue of the limited series. Right, because this, this is, comic started out as a limited series, which I think is something that they don't do enough of, that everything should start out as a limited series, test the waters, see if it's 
Exactly. It's worth it. But it had that cover, which is that, you know, is that comic book trope of, I'm forming a new team. I'm the guy center stage. Who's going to be on my team? There's all these floating heads around him. <laughs> and and the, the, the heads that are around him are like, you know, it's like, oh, look. And like my favorite one was like, oh, the Shroud is going to be on this team. <laughs> and he wasn't. So kind of was. It's interesting because uh, this is the reason why I bought the book, because Rom was on the cover. Yes. Oh. He was. And, and so because Rom's head was on the cover, I was, I was like, I have to have this issue. And uh, so that's what got me started in reading the book to begin with. Was there, there wasn't a scene in there where they're like, hey, Rom, want to join the team? And he's like, nope. Staying out never. in space. Yeah. <laughs> never even mentioned. Oh, yeah, yeah, like there's a bunch of them never even on there. Or like they sent him his invitation and it was just traveling through space at the speed of light, but it didn't get to him yet. Like right now, Rom yeah. just got the invitation. Like, oh, they want me to join the West Coast Avengers. I'm on my way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When do you guys all get so gritty and realistic? <laughs> <laughs> That is a very good point. I forgot that Rom was on the cover. Um, yeah, but the miniseries is terrible. <laughs> what? Yeah, I, mean, I don't. It, I don't remember. Uh, just beforehand in the in the green room, as it were, we were talking uh, a little bit, and I don't. I don't remember too much of as far as specific plot points. I remember a lot of the covers from West Coast Avengers and uh, one or two kind of high points that I remember. But um, Christian, you you just recently went through and and reviewed the entire series. Yes. Unfortunately, <laughs> yes. Um, well, actually, the limited series is kind of interesting because the, the first issue doesn't even have a, a bad guy. It's um, the blank. Yeah, the blank. But I mean, it's just he's just but it's very peripheral and he only appears briefly. Um, but most of it is just essentially just Hawkeye trying to get the team together and all the characters kind of bouncing off one another. But it's kind of interesting because it's 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 surprisingly modern because it's very talky um and in terms of just getting the group dynamic together rather than just pitting a threat that forces them to unite um so i mean that's that's a that's a plus i guess and they got to fight the blank who's the match game villain In the first issue of West Coast Avengers, the West Coast Avengers fought blank. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Exactly. (laughs) Charles Nelson Riley's right now scribbling Dr. Dominicus. (laughs) The Mikado. So then, uh, so wait, does it end with like, hey, we're going to be a team and, you know, like kind of walking out the door into the sunset or... uh, no, no, I could, they're still um, un, unsure. Are you talking about the, the end of the four issues or just the first yeah. issue? Yeah, the end of the limited series. The end of the limited series, yeah, they are a team, um, but there's, you know, still plenty of drama. I mean, the problem with the West Coast Avengers is that they were dysfunctional uh, from the very beginning. So, I mean, Hawkeye was always had self-doubt of whether he was a good leader or not. Um, and then Tigra, who is just a complete mess, um, and that's a completely different issue. I mean, there's a lot of problems with the female characters, period, uh, but throughout the entire run. Um, and, uh, you know, and then Rhodes, uh, the Iron Man feeling that he doesn't belong, uh, that he, you know, shouldn't, but, you know, he's standing next to Tigra, so, I mean... Uh, I don't know why he has self doubt. <laughs> then, then you got Wonder Man, who, <laughs> um, 
you know, I, I, I like the character, but, you know, he's just all angst and, and, and he's self, uh, he's absorbed, um, because he wants to be a big star and it's, it's just all, you know, cause the, many of the problem with the West Coast Avengers is that it feels like it's being written and created by people who, who've never left the house. So like they're, <laughs> they're, they're, they are writing about a marriage, but they don't really understand what a marriage is. Um, you know, and with the Hawkeye and Mockingbird, and then you have, um, they're writing about Hollywood without having any idea of how it actually works, you know, or Los Angeles, where I'm pretty sure none of them have ever been to. Um, and so like Wonder Man, you know, his side stories involving Hollywood are just like really painful, um, and feel like everything to learn from Hollywood, they learned from the fall guy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it totally seems was like Wonder that. Man's, he had his, his own movie, movie uh, uh, franchise. A- yeah, it was Archon, Archon too. Archon. Yeah, it was just yeah. Conan character. <laughs> and and, 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 and Arnold Schwarzenegger, I, I forgot the name um, of him, but he there's like a, a stand-in character for him right. um, throughout the throughout the books that that Wonder Man keeps losing parts to. It's <laughs> uh, awful. It was funny because like I, I didn't I got into it uh, after the limited series. So I read was, issue one was the first one. And it was like right when I started to get into comics, mm-hmm. and for me it was like the first number one that I uh, was privy to, mm-hmm. and th- I had some kind. And then it was the first comic that I then got a subscription from. So oh, nice. it was the only comic I had a subscription from, and I would get them in the mail. And it was kind of weird like that. But because I had it from issue one, I felt like, okay, this is my book. Now, yeah. I didn't know any of the characters. I didn't know anything about the West Coast. I didn't even know that there was a California. I mean, it was, <laughs> but, it was, but it was one of those things where, like, when I went back and looked at the, and found the miniseries, I was like, oh, wow, okay, this is how this all happened. And, um, yeah, they're all a bunch of miserable people. They're just mm-hmm. not, they're like, they are, uh, they're trying to figure it out. And I don't know what attracted a, you know, preteen in the 80s to be like this is my book but because the art sucked too (laughs) well i mean that's the funny thing you know because this is part of my theory that radke and i were separated at birth uh, (laughs) because we have very similar experiences when it comes to this book and to me because my brother was collecting like x-men and all those books and at that time i just found it really difficult to to get into because there was a lot of continuity and if I could, you know, it felt like the 20th season of a soap opera. Right. And with West Coast Avengers, there's this feeling of like, you know, this is mine and I can start from the ground floor and, and, you know, and, and, and build from it. And so the reason why I kept collecting it long after I should have stopped um, and just could, the completist in me had to keep going. Uh, so, yeah, it's just it's, it's interesting because I, it's the same thing with me. It's just that I just felt like this book is mine, and the West Coast Avengers are my team, right. and and uh, that says a lot about me and who I was at that age, uh, apparently, because I picked the worst team <laughs> imaginable. 
<laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah, well, it could have been Strike Force Moriarty, whatever the hell that is, Mortuary. Yeah. Could have been the Great Lakes Avengers. Yes. Well, no, the well. great now the Great Lakes Avengers happens in the like there's the, the John Byrne run mm-hmm. on this, which is absolutely amazing. The, the book goes from being this weird kind of aimless you know kind of lunacy to the john Byrne hits with a very clear vision of where he's going um mm-hmm. and uh i remember as a kid when that issue that first john Byrne issue came i was like oh my god look at this look at the art look at this story. oh my god it was, it was like the, it was it it changed me yeah and i wrote a letter to marvel being like who's this john Byrne kid that you just <laughs> brought on board having no clue that he was anybody of any importance um that never wow. gonna, that letter never got printed. But he, uh, he took it over completely. He completely. wrote, he wrote it. and drew yeah. it, and he. Yeah. Uh, but you know, we're jumping ahead because I do want right. to talk about uh, West Coast Avengers issue number three, which okay. of the ongoing series. of the ongoing series, which was uh, my favorite issue because um, it's basically Tigra battles Craven the Hunter in yeah. a in like a public place, hmm. and. It's kind of cool because it's like, you know, Craven the Hunter, the the tamer of animals against the untamed tiger lady who <laughs> is uh who's who's whose emotions are being taken over by the cat demon that's within. Um and it's an awesome battle, but the best part at the end is sitting in the woods in the shadows in a baseball hat is Scourge and Scourge oh. was ready to kill Craven, but he couldn't get a clear shot. And ultimately Craven survives and like the fact that like at the time when Scourge was killing all the D-rate you know uh, villains it was like Craven would have been a big a big hit yeah and uh, for me it was like oh my god it was like it it, it gave the Scourge story some gravitas and the fact that it it crossed over into this um, and was like a kind of almost like a throwaway panel um, and then, oh my God! You know, if, imagine if Craven was killed, we would not have had fearful symmetry and 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 <laughs> or the death of Craven the Hunter, or the death right. of Craven the Hunter. And it was just so it was. It's a, um, it is one of those things where it was like could have, would have, um, huh? And it was very exciting to. Me. I, has I totally Scourge forgot about Scourge. Yeah, has he come up on the podcast before? I feel like last year at he some might point, have on on something. It came up, but if anybody's listening to this and doesn't know what that is, Scourge Justice was a, served. Uh, yeah, Scourge was a. Uh, Basically, an attempt at Marvel to kind of clean house and get rid of some dead weight, uh, as far as like C-list supervillains, while also turning it into a cool kind of plot device, running through all kinds of different. Uh, and it literally issues. had the most like, anticlimactic end ever. It just wanted to be like you know, and you were like always constantly throughout this whole year of them killing all these crappy villains. You're like, who is it? Who's killing them? And they finally unmask him, and it's just some guy. Just some guy. <laughs> It was like, yeah. what? He was just some guy who just went around killing villains for, for a year. Captain so. America was like, why are you doing this? He's like, well, a villain killed my brother or something. <laughs> oh, like that. And then that guy is killed. Right. And then some guy's like, justice is served. And apparently there's been other scourges. Who cares? It's yeah. a mess. <laughs> but, you know, issue three had the first appearance of the thing in, in the book. Yes. And, and, um, and it's also when uh, Pam decides she's going to stay and basically beat the butler. Yes, he, they're they're scientific advisor and and uh, and janitor and the thing you know and thing oh, and he was wearing in, like the red jumpsuit yes, all the time. Yeah, oh, the, yeah. And, yeah. which is the best version of Pim. <laughs> it is because um, he's <laughs> he's doubting himself. He's like he's got literally like maintenance scrubs on. Uh, <laughs> but then the, you know you mentioned the thing comes in and it was just a big huge 
rock tees because yeah. the thing was in there like for like three issues and he was like yeah i may join i may join and you're like oh my god the thing is gonna join this team and then he mm. doesn't like a jerk and you're like oh man well that's the thing he, he he does join i mean the thing is they actually end what issue six or whatever where he actually joins the team and then the very next issue he disappeared um and and because of what's happening with him in his own book right uh, so yeah so i mean like so they actually get him to agree and then uh it's and uh issue skips out 10. in the middle of the night right and like, yeah, I'll, I'll join your team i just gotta get something out of my car <laughs> oh, oh sorry i gotta go join the unlimited class wrestling federation <laughs> my dream as a wrestler is gonna be fulfilled but the you know, but the having the thing there was just a nice touch because it kind of gave the book a little well, you know, unpredictability, and you felt that you know anything could happen. Um, of course, it was all a lie, but um, but still, it, it felt pretty special at the time. Yeah, you know, and just it was it, it that that made it like an interesting uh, kind of read when you look back at it. And there's a lot of weird stuff that goes on in it, um, and. <sighs> You know, and they kept and to go go back to Doctor Pym, the Scientific Avenger. <laughs> um, his time in West Coast Avenger, he's like trying to like in, like reinvent himself. And there's the Doctor Who knockoff version of him, where he has the scarf and the hat. Oh yeah. Um, and then I always liked that he had Rover, his little pocket-sized sh- smart ship that he mm-hmm. would uh, grow and make small and all that stuff. But, I mean, you're talking about a book that dealt with divorce, mm-hmm. suicide, rape, implied rape. Um, I mean, all these issues that, that, that this book would actually circle around yeah. uh, d- during its run. I mean, it's really weird. I mean, because there's like this weird streak of darkness in there uh, surrounded by the absolute stupidest stuff you'll ever see. <laughs> um, and, and it's just so weird, but the way the, the suicide thing, I mean, cause that's Hank's uh, whole story, you know, it, it goes to before his reinvention is him getting to the point that he's just basically going to put a gun to his head and shoot himself. Right. And then he's saved by Firebird, the, <laughs> the, the Roman Catholic Avenger. The Roman Catholic <laughs> Avenger. La Espirita. This uh, book was just a testament to how like, a horrible place California was, and it ruined your life. Right. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, I think if you were not from there, you know. You'd never you want to go. All you saw yeah. was what you saw in Fall Guy and then what you read in West Coast Adventures. <laughs> well, the worst thing about it was is that nothing in it is particularly West Coast-centric. <laughs> I mean, these are a bunch of New York comic book writers, and like Christian said, it's there's like they've probably never been there because there's nothing, like, it, there's no feeling that, like, you know, you're in California in these books, other than the misery and the horrors of th- these people's lives. Um, you know, and you mentioned, like, yeah, so it had it had divorce, mm-hmm. it had suicide, mm-hmm. it had implied rape. It also had, and Tigra had that whole possession thing where she wanted to have sex with everybody. Yeah, well, um, she, I think I figured out where she, by issue 38, uh, excuse me, 26, she had, she had made out with five male members of a team, uh, and I think they imply that she slept with two of them. Yeah, hmm. it was uh, it, and and eventually, 
she had to go to hell itself to find the demonic cat people for them to cure them. All part of the Master Pandemonium storyline. So let's talk about Master Pandemonium. <laughs> Why don't we now? Because he is the big bad of the book. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's so unfortunate. Break the rules and call up a picture of Master Pandemonium. So, so Master Pandemonium is was a perverted version of Doctor Strange. Um, he was a uh, instead of being a surgeon, I believe he was a Hollywood producer right. who uh, was driving his car very fast, probably on eighties cocaine, right. and um, careened off the road. And I think all his like limbs were ripped off, and he's dying. And instead of being visited by an angel or having an epiphany to go to Tibet and learn mystic ways, he's visited by Mephisto. And Mephisto says to him, I'll give you your arms and legs back. I'll also take your soul. And he <laughs> left him a big star-shaped hole in his chest. And basically his power was that his arms and legs were arms and legs of demons and he could use them to summon these really shitty looking demons part of me no you can curse on this show. Okay. Okay. so you see these fucking shitty demons <laughs> um and like one looked like a cross between a lizard and a chicken that's kind of the only one i remember a licking um, a licking mm. and um and 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 he was and he looked terrible i mean he was just like his character design was awful he had like like, yeah, he looks like like Doctor Strange wearing a croissant. Yeah, and he's got a, these yeah. croissant <laughs> horns. He's very much kind of like in the the spirit of the Anton Lavey Satanist, you know. Right. In the case, mm-hmm. Which really is another thing that they probably, you know, the the writers are just like, oh, that happens in California. There's yeah, all there's all Satanism in there. Master, pa- and then his name is just so stupid. It's yeah. like Master Pandemonium. I mean, Ma- just, late '80s, early '90s, man, was a weird time for comic book characters. Yeah, and he yeah. was there, and he was there like the the. the, the Big bad up until when John Byrne kind of came in, and actually no, he was part of the John Byrne story too because of the whole thing with the the yeah. Vision Scholars twins, mm-hmm. um, and really weird and just kind of like this 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 ridiculous villain um, who, in theory, like you know, look, nothing's cooler than demons and devils. It's just they <laughs> they just, just poorly executed. Poorly executed. It could have been awesome. Um, I mean, yeah, at the but, time he was. But you're you're talking, you know, you're talking about like a poor design of a character. That's in the same book with Wonder Man, who at this point is in his green and red and yellow outfit. Yes. Oh, that was awful. The classic. The it's literally Is that the like worst the helmet kind of no, thing. He had, no, he it's, it's it's a full on green onesie. <laughs> Basically, right before they're they're zapped into the old west, right? right. Um. <laughs> He's been having identity problems in that he's like, you know, I, I need to look a lot cooler. And up until that time, he's, he wore his, he had that like that safari w- jacket. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then he had, um, so he's like, I need something new. So he comes out and it's like literally Christmas tree colors. He's got yeah. a green onesie with a red W and then like these red boots and glo- and, he, and a weird jetpack. He looks right. So stupid. <laughs> and like before anyone could tell him, you know, what's up, he's attacked by the desert uh, villains. Oh, I remember is a strong chick made of rocks named Butte. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But back up. He did uh, before anyone told him anything. That's not true. Hawkeye actually gave him the seal of approval. Oh, for that outfit. Awesome. <laughs> well, Hawkeye, Hawkeye, yeah. Hawkeye is. Right? Hawkeye's actually part of my favorite costume change in comics history. I'm going to jump off topic for a second. But when he was running the Thunderbolts, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. probably uh, late 90s, early 80s, 
they this had was this, his his like his 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 farm league when yeah. he was you know like right. ex villains. But he right. they'd been teasing a costume change the whole issue, and it's like, oh, I'm changing my costume. <laughs> and and in one panel, he steps out, and it's the same exact costume except he has a Thunderbolts logo on his belt buckle. Awesome, <laughs> and that's the new costume. It was amazing. It's great. Hawkeye, yeah, Hawkeye has terrible fashion sense. If you think about yeah. all the various Hawkeye costumes over the years, it wasn't until you know the the movies and the Ultimates that he uh, kind of looked halfway decent. But he looks cool for now. We'll see. You know, cool now, but you know what? I, like, I oh. love the purple Hawkeye costume. Oh, yeah. I yeah. Will purple absolutely Hawkeye love the classic it. purple Hawkeye. Yeah, Hawkeye. it's it's just terrific, man. Um, <laughs> and they should never change it. And that's actually of all like the dopey costumes in the world. That's where I want to see it done in real life. Mm. Is the maybe in like a flashback in an Avengers movie? Right, exactly. yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, so, I mean, that's that's kind of the problem with uh, West Coast Avengers in general as a concept. Maybe is is that it's trying to be cool in quotes. That's why they brought know. in Darkhawk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So, like so it's like, it hey, did California's get cool. cool. Like, it, let's bring you know, let's make it cool, and then you know, let's make we've got let's make a cool group of heroes, yeah. and they put together like you know, it's it's not that cool. Um, but okay, so m- they go back in time. Uh, yeah. They get separated. Mockingbird starts hanging out with the the original horseback ghost rider, mm-hmm. who uh, uses some kind of peyote and and, she, and messes with her mind, and she becomes his lover. Date and raped. That, yeah, I was yeah, gonna say date raped, yeah. and then and then she realizes what happens, and then she lets him fall to his death. Right, so she 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 enacts the ultimate revenge on her rapist, um, and then when the Avengers are reunited, and and actually the uh, rewind. So in this back. They're back in time in the old west, while Mockingbird's off being, you know, uh, having this horror happen to her. Um, Hawkeye gets to hang out with his old buddies, Two Gun Kid and the and the, and the Rawhide Kid, and <laughs> that was awesome. I always thought that was great. Um, so then they uh, they come back, and then basically a bunch of them are are like Hawkeye's upset, like you let someone die. The Avengers have a code against killing. And she's like, "F you! I got to get out of here. You're, we're getting divorced." And she leaves. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Moon Knight goes with her, and Tigra, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Huh. That's true. Um, but you and- know, you, you just need you just to back up, though. You know, the thing that whole the way they set that up was just terrible um, because. You know, when she finally, well, when it finally, the secret is out and Hawkeye finds out, I mean, he totally ignores the fact that she was basically drugged and probably raped um, and all these things. Never even mentions it. He's just angry uh, that, you know, she could possibly do this when she had pretty much every reason to. Um, and it's just it's so, it's such, it's so awful, uh, their, their arguments, the way they're written. Um, because it feels like the writers are clearly on Hawkeye's side, um, and 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 that mocking uh, Mockingbird clearly made the wrong choice. Which yeah, I get the whole you don't kill thing, but you know, you know, give her a break. She had she had a reason. Well, it's um, also if you look at the sign of the times, where it's really a. Uh... You know, I mean, like that point in the 80s and it's just, you know, like I don't think these guys, I, I, you know, forgive me. I don't remember who the writer is on that that uh, that arc, but it's like it literally is a plot device to. to We're an Engelhart, Steve Engelhart. Ah, there right. we go. And it's yeah. a um, so it, it really is. It's like just this weird, heavy handed um, way to split them up. And it's it's just it's it's a little distasteful. It wouldn't yeah. it wouldn't work today. 
But, you know, it's funny how you mentioned, you know, how the sign of a time, because I think one of the great things about the West Coast Avengers, and, and it's hard to find one, but um, one of the great things about the whole series is just that it's a great time capsule of what where comics were in the mid-80s, um, and then you can see the early 90s the getting darker, and then the 90s, you can get the, the image kind of effect, where they get certain artists who are kind of emulating McFarlane and and all and uh, Larson, and then then it gets crossover crossover heavy, way too dark, um, and all this, and you can really just see the entire kind of from the mid '80s to the point almost to the point where Marvel is about to go bankrupt. Right. Um, you get a really good indication of like what uh, the scene was like during that time just by reading this series. That's a really good point. Yeah, I mean, it's a good kind of mirror of, you know, Marvel itself, but then also kind of like comics culture, like as a whole and just comics, like where where this kind of nerd, uh, you know, society was at. Because it's like nothing's more 80s. I could be wrong, but you, you, you might be able to pull up something more 80s. But like the West Coast Avengers just screams 80s, like especially those early, the first couple of years. Oh, yeah. It was... Uh, um... And then as it morphs, like eventually, you know, it becomes Avengers West Coast, which that was John's Burns doing. Right. When, when Burns well, took was, it over, it became that was the the comics distributors doing because they wanted to file Avengers next to Avengers. West Coast Avengers. You know, it's like uh-huh. that's why Raiders of the Lost Ark is now called Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. PTR. This bothers me. Mm. Which bothers me. <laughs> um, yeah, it's very much a uh, uh, like. I mean, just use Wonder Man's hairstyle. He has this fresh ass right. mullet the entire time, <laughs> um, and like spiky on the top and long in the back. Right. Um, so John Byrne shows up. Yes, and not as a character. I was going to say he wrote himself character. Um, he probably did at some point. And yeah. there's and it's crazy what they so like they so the Vision gets captured by a collection of the heads of state from all the countries in the world. And they dismantle him, hmm. and there's that scene at the last, like it's like a it's a splash page of like this dismantled vision skeleton with it's <laughs> all its guts, and 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 you know uh, Scarlet Witch is horrified by this, and Wonder Man's like, oh, he's secretly thrilled because so he can now make the move on Scarlet Witch, um, and then it's it's just like it's it's just everything is turned upside down. And then right at, and what's the my favorite part about this whole thing um, is John Byrne being the genius that he is realizes that there's a great character who's now available because his story just kind of wound up and the friggin' U.S. agent shows up with oh, all yeah. his broken douchery <laughs> and he's terrific in this because he's yeah. like he's such a dick right but he really kind of and like basically what you like the way that John Byrne writes him is. He's that bully jerk that you knew in grade school who, you know, like on a random occurrence, you realize he's not that bad. He just wants people <laughs> to like him. And that's the whole thing with the U.S. agent. And it really kind of redeems his character in a sort of way. He's still a jerk. Right. But, and you also realize, find out that he's insane because he's talking to his dead parents and, and all right. that sort of stuff. He's Marvel's Guy Gardner. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds kind of like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, U.S. agent is to West Coast Avengers as Guy Gardner is to JLI yeah. or whatever. JLI, yes, that's yeah. exactly it. <laughs> Coming up next week, Justice League International. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
when you're in the burn, you know, it's funny because again, you know, going back to when burn jumped on, because I was kind of, you know, waning on whether to keep going with this book. And when I heard it burn was coming on, it felt like some kind of validation, you know, to me, like, oh, you know, like finally someone sees, you know, how great <laughs> right. this book is, you know, because, you know, you forget, you know, he was like a superstar. I mean, he's coming off of a Superman um, and uh, this is a few years after he did the Superman books. Um, in total, he was just like the biggest thing in comics. So, so that's where he came to, from, Radke. Just say yes. That. I was like this this, <laughs> this newcomer, John Byrne. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so I mean, and so for him to come on, and I mean, and his art, I mean, it was great. And um, and it, it's interesting because as since before I reread the the series, um, you know, there's a lot of controversy about what Byrne did with this particular storyline when he started with what he did with the vision and um you know scarlet witch and all this how he just kind of kind of undid again you haven't i mean it's important to remember though is that when west coast avengers started it started uh, concurrently with um with the vision and scarlet witch limited series which were 12 issues which if I'm willing to bet that Radke collected as well. Of course. Um, Actually, you know what? I had up to nine, and I finally, when I reached by like issue nine, I was like, this is terrible. <laughs> um, and I never finished it. I was. It's just a recolored cloak and dagger series. You no, know, it was really, it was literally like, it was Vision and Scarlet Witch living in the suburbs of New Jersey. Right. right. Um, yeah. With Vision like mowing his lawn, wearing like, like a sweater. And his sweater was always the like his his civilian clothes were always the colors of his costume. Nice. And they had these twins, and they were and Agatha Harkness would show up, oh, and they were man. trying to like figure out their lives together. And it was such. I mean, I loved. I mean, look, Vision. Anyone that knows me, the Vision is my favorite superhero. Period. <laughs> um, I love him. I love all this like the the dopey shit that comes along with him. Um, and so, uh, even at the time, I was like, "This is just terrible." <laughs> um, and then, like, and then John Byrne just nuked it. Right, he basically yeah. was like, "All right, I'm coming in here. The vision is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm gonna make. I'm gonna take us off his shoes because I'm gonna make him barefoot and I'm gonna make him <laughs> pure white." Which he looked cool. I love Ghost <laughs> Vision. It did look pretty cool. Um, Probably pissed off Moon Knight though. He's like, "Come on, man." Yeah, it was my right? thing. <laughs> Moon Knight was gone by then. Um, That's why he, he yeah he was, was like, coming, "I'm out, yeah. man. I see where this is going." Um, <laughs> Conchu gave me a vision, and I'm just out. Um, <laughs> but uh, he's got a um, you know. There's a couple. We we're, we're, we jumped the gun with Burn. We didn't get to talk about Moon Knight. And we didn't get to talk about the annuals. But there's All right. Um, but he is. He brought in U.S. agent. He nuked that whole thing with the twins. He was basically like, you know what? That twin thing was stupid, and I'm gonna just erase it all. And he who, created a lot of tension. Who wrote the uh, the limited series? I believe it was Al Milgram. Al Milgram, but I may be wrong. Milgram, Milgram was the artist. Okay. Milgram was the one who pretty much did the majority of the art until until Burn came on. And I'm looking it up right now. Um, so for the actual Vision book, that was Englehart wrote both. He did so, write both. That's why yeah. they were both connected. Huh, yeah. so that's All hysterical. Right. So John Byrne basically came in, and he was like, you know who I don't like? Englehart. <laughs> I don't like him at all. He's terrible. Let's forget yeah. everything he did. That's just a Well, that's it. another, you know, John Byrne is like the 80s 
guy, the eighties comics star. guy. Yeah. And Steve Englehart is very much a '70s comics guy, so it's like it's like the '80s coming in and being like "fuck you, '70s" and like undoing everything. <laughs> so John Byrne is the Bruce Springsteen to Englehart's <laughs> John yeah. Cafferty in the Beatles Brown Band. <laughs> <laughs> We got to rewind for a second. Talk yeah, about yeah, yeah. Moon Knight, uh, and also the you mentioned the annuals. That was yeah. one of the handful of uh, West Coast Avengers issues that I had, and I read it like over, over and over and again, over and over again. Was uh, annual number one? I think it was with the <laughs> with Quicksilver. Yeah, yeah who was the traitor? Quicksilver. Yeah, who's the traitor? And it starts out with like I never had the part before it, so it starts out with like the Hulk is holding up a mountain for some reason. I think. Just like very first panel, it's like everybody's in danger of being crushed by a mountain, except Hulk is just holding it. No, I think it was actually that was that. It's like it's it started. I don't think there was a lead into it. I oh, think it literally started. I was, I was the cold there was part that I didn't. Avengers, Avengers number six, Avengers annual sixteen, I think was what led into it. Actually, start, no, Avengers annual sixteen. I mean, Avengers annual sixteen was the second part of West Coast Avengers annual two, which. Uh-huh. Um, so okay, here. So Are you guys gonna fight? West, uh, so it be, I'm sorry. It began with the Avengers annual number fifteen. There you uh, go. So both and, annuals, and then it led into uh, West Coast Avengers annual number one. Oh, okay. And so there are there so basically it began with their they're they've been arrested and they're in their mountain prison, right? By the government. Mm-hmm. So you know, let's it's just like the cool thing about it was. Avengers Annual 15, West Coast Avengers Annual 1, and then the following year, they were setting up what they wanted to do as a tradition where the Avengers Annuals would be two-parters. And that was mm-hmm. so awesome. And, like, that first, you know, miniseries, the first annual where you're like, who is the traitor? And they interview all these old Avengers. And, like, it was... I love that stuff, especially when the handbook was coming out and you would look yeah. up all these guys. And Yeah, it was like, it hey, was... I know that guy from the page of the Avengers page from right. the official handbook of the Marvel Universe. And it was so terrific. Um, I, For me, and it was funny because I was telling Pete earlier, is um, my one of my f- biggest West Coast Avengers memories isn't from, a, from, isn't from the West Coast Avengers. It's Avengers Annual 16. But it's, so in Avengers Annual... Um, West Coast Avengers Annual Two, right? It starts mm-hmm. off with their now second annual baseball. Avengers, yes, baseball yeah. game, softball game, um, and the the West Coast uh, Annual is the Avengers have to face off against e- their counterparts on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. So, and like the East Coast team was a little weak at that time because Doctor Druid was part no, in the mix. Um, Doctor Druid, era. but uh, <laughs> it was. Um, but it was awesome because they paired them off, and basically it was like it was the, the it was the games master was coming to town. Silver Surfer shows up to warn them: "Look, the elders of the universe want to kill you guys, and they're going to mess with you. Here they come!" And they had to go and and, and do it. He and arrives then, like ten minutes. He's like, oh, "You guys, uh, elders, uh, right behind, right, right, <laughs> kill you. Um, just see if you can do something about it. I got to get some water." And then they had this great battle. But the Avengers annual is mm-hmm. now a, all the winners. Of those individual Avengers battles, so now mm. you've got this like amalgam team um, mm. have to face off against the the Legion of Unliving, I think they're called, which oh. is a collection of dead villains yeah. and heroes. I vaguely remember this. Now. And what was cool about it was 
about half of them turn out because of comics. Half of the dead people that they're fighting turn out to not be dead at all. You got Norman Osborn in there. You got Bucky right. Barnes in there. You got Drax the Destroyer in there. Um, it's a, it's, Spoilers it's, on a lot of comics from the yeah. last 30 years. If yeah. Anybody and, it, and at the time, it was like, okay, because like, look, in, in the late 80s, who would have predicted that Bucky and Norman Osborn would come back to life. There were certain things in comics where like, yeah, everybody gets back to life, but there's some that would never... We're going to respect these... Like Bucky, forget it. And... uh yeah, or, or Norman Osborn, you know, no. having kids with Gwen. Right, and it was it was such oh. a it was and it was so cool because like it was Norman Osborn Green Lant Green Goblin fighting them, and it was Norman Osborn Green Lantern. Norman, would that be would be cool. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, that would be crazy. Um, he'd be more of a Red Lantern though. Mm. Um, oh, I still refuse to acknowledge the other colors, <laughs> <laughs> the other lantern colors. Adam, um, Adam's a racist when it comes to Oa. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to Oa. Um, oh, Ganfit, what a tale. Um, but yeah, it was a uh, it, that, that those annuals were badass, man. Well, the I mean, the early annual were great. I mean, and even at Avengers, when you're talking about it, you had um, Marshall Rogers doing art, yep. um, John Romita Jr., and then you had like uh, Bill Shankovich doing um, the the inking. Uh, some of the pages were just gorgeous. Okay, so how did you say his name? Uh, Shankovich. How do you say his name? Sinkevich? That's how I say Sinkevich. So being in Poland... I said it the right way. (laughs) (laughs) Not even an argument. That's it. He's always... Yeah, the the, the comic nerds in New York in the know call him Sinkevich, but say it again. Uh, Shankovich. Awesome. Shankovich. Nice. I'm going to eat some blood sausage right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so... So... The annuals. The annuals, I liked. Uh, yeah, that, that's one of the ones that I, you know, even the cover fell off at one point, but I still just kind of kept it. I'd like to also point out that annual number three is a is is horrid because it is part of the Evolutionary War oh. tie-in, and it's got uh, what's his name, Bill Foster, on the cover, but it's yeah. uh, it's awful, hmm. just like Bill Foster. <laughs> Bill Foster, <laughs> well, he deserved it. Goliath, Black oh, Goliath. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, terrible. Yeah, I, I can only think of like two notable moments with him, like the one where the, he, the, the one where he gets killed in a most horrible way, right, and then the, there's a Marvel two in one, which is him and uh, the thing, I think, and he has cancer, and the only way to like cure it is like Spider Woman has to donate her blood, and she loses her uh, her, her immunity powers, immunity powers right. or something, and she's like all very like angry about it at the end she's like oh i did this i did this for and this things jerk like you Bill saved Foster. a good man so uh <laughs> you know this guy's gonna live forever he's definitely not gonna get killed by a thor robot no <laughs> i hate comics man that was terrible <laughs> what happened um but okay but, but, but the avenger manual west coast avenger manual three though what i love about it is it has um uh the character the mantis in oh, yeah. it Mm-hmm. And was created. There's panel where she's clearly talking, but she has no like uh, comic bubbles at all uh, or balloons. Excuse me. And so uh, she's like, but I mean, so either they rewrote the scene or cha- just changed it. But it's really uncomfortable because she's clearly talking to people in these scenes, and uh, she's and nobody. Uh, she's not talking at all. She's, so she's the celestial she's Madonna. A, she's a casualty of Marvel style. <laughs> comic book creation. So, uh, Moon Knight. Moon Knight. So, Moon, Moon Knight, Knight shows up, and mm-hmm. 
There's like all these things of like, you know, Kanchu, and he never really kind of fits in. Yeah, he but, was kind of like off to the side a lot, like being but weird. God damn, man, was I just like completely had a hard on for Moon Knight, man. I Who was didn't? like, he was the coolest. And to this day, like, I am, I will always go with Moon Knight. And he is such a broken character, and he's mm-hmm. like, he's, his, his comics were are always terrible although the bendis run is so awesome that's what i've heard um it is amazing um mm-hmm. but it's uh you know and but he looked so cool and he is cool and he is like he added a level of of coolness to the west coast avengers mm-hmm. and and he came in at the tail end of the whole time travel stuff yeah um which was just a great um introduction were- uh to the book and and, and that whole time travel thing is it was just as the storyline was kind of, I, I found it long, too long yes. when it first came out. Um, but rereading it, I kind of enjoyed it because it reminded me of like Back to the Future 2. Mm-hmm. But because it just because they kept, you see the Fantastic Four in the background from an old storyline. Yep. And, and Doctor Strange and all this. So there were all these things were happening at the same time. Um, without interfering with one uh, with one another, and um, I, I had a, I had a lot of fun with that uh, that the storyline the second time around. If I'm mistaken, isn't they like leave like? Isn't there like a message they give to Kanshu, and that's how Moon Knight gets involved? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it yeah. was great. Um, now he's basically the. I'm going to draw more parallels here. So he's like the Batman, right? U.S. agent is the Guy Gardner. Mm-hmm. I think were they just. Uh, Oh, Moon Knight is all Batman. Kind of, well, yeah, I mean, he's, he's except yeah. he's white instead of but, but, black. So does that make uh, does that make uh, Wonder Man like the Booster Gold? No, well, kind of. Yeah, but I think, but origin wise, I think um, Moon Knight is like um, Marvel vampire to Hawkman. Um, oh yeah, good call. Where, where essentially it's just there's so many origins to contradict and interfere with one another. Um, it's that deep. It, it's just <laughs> too many problems. <laughs> Stuff. I'm enjoying um, what Ellis is doing with Moon Knight right now, as a matter of fact. I just uh-huh. read the the first issue, um, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm very hit or miss with Ellis. I'm waiting for it to kind of collect itself before I go mm-hmm. back into it. Yeah. Um, sure. But uh, I, I do like the character, and I like that they've he becomes more and more unhinged as the decades go on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, is yeah. he, was it, wasn't he three guys for a while? He was like three different psyches living yep, in the same body? That was body. the Bill Mionch, Mionch, right. Mench, however you say his name. <laughs> I thought uh, it was Doug Mench. For Doug something. Mench? Yeah, it's Doug yeah. Mench, sorry. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Is that how they say it in Poland? Um. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Let me ask, with all the crazy uh, shit that was going on in West Coast Avengers, what uh, what was the dynamic of uh, Pym and uh, the Pym marriage, Pym and Van Dyne? Well, she shows up in the burn era, yeah. and and they're literally there, there for them to reconcile. So, uh, okay. well, the, yeah, that's part of like him going to the West Coast Avengers, right? Yeah, kind yeah. Of yeah. So, like, start. you know, they're... Their rocky relationship moving forward from, you know, up until her death is very much a, um, you know, was started with Burns uh, mm. West Coast. Mm. Um, so, and you mentioned like the, the as, as like a time capsule, you know, like the later issues, 
you know, mm-hmm. Living Lightning gets involved, and you said Dark Hawk. I, I forgot that Dark Hawk was there. Um, mm-hmm. Spider Woman was a great addition. And I like that lady. She's you so know. pretty. Yeah, she was. I was always. <laughs> I've always had a crush on Julia Carpenter. Um, <laughs> and it was, uh, but it, the book got really just it, like I remember in those final days, just being like, "Oh, this is rough, man." Um, and it was so funny because I had uh, the summer I had interned at Marvel um, was the summer it ended. Mm. And I was so like one of my like I was so excited to meet uh, the editor of the book. Uh, Nell Yamtov was his name. Uh, he <laughs> played in a, he played in a band called the Bluesicians. Wow. Um, <laughs> and uh, Nell was a uh, a super nice guy. I used to see him on the train in the morning commuting. Um, and I remember going up to him just being like, I am like the biggest West Coast Avengers fan. And he's like, oh, yeah, the book's getting canceled. We're turning it into something much cooler. It's called Force Works. Oh. And, and it was, um, and I remember just being really like bummed out and him like seeing me being, he's like, oh, no, it's cool, man. And like, and I was at the, I was there at the time where it was like, I mean, the books I worked on was Secret Defenders and, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, and, and, uh, and, and, there was just some terrible, terrible comic books yeah. coming out from Marvel that summer. Well, that's that kind of image backlash thing where yeah. they're just trying to... Everything was holographics. Come up with something to make it cool. Is that like the Ultraverse too? Ultraverse was not part of it yet, okay. but it was... Uh, I remember that summer counting the wall. They they had like 150 books a month yeah. coming out, and it was Jeez. just... Or titles, right? And it was right. just... It was terrible. It was a dark time, and everything had a die-cut cover, and it was... It was it, it was bad news, um, and then everybody I knew there got fired like the following like, you know year. Um, but it was uh, the Forceworks was was uh, I, I tried so hard to really to like it, and no. it was no. just junk. Yeah, you don't. Well, know. a part of me when I finished the West Coast Avengers because the last issue pretty much you know segues right into it. So I thought, well, maybe I'll just continue with Forceworks. And I read the first two issues, and I, I just couldn't do it. It was just, it was just too painful. Yeah, the so art it, was bad. it went straight from like what you know, more or less one month West Coast Avengers, and now hey, Force Works number one. Right. So Cap- Captain America yeah. shows up and is basically like, "You guys are out of hand. I'm right. shutting this down. West Coast Avengers, you lost, you lost your charter." Yeah, I think well, if actually the Vision it does it, and oh okay, it's the only like nice thing about it that they had some kind of you know forethought into it that the vision the one that begins it and eat the one that ends it it's almost the exact same panel hmm. awesome mm-hmm. that's cool um Sorry. no it, it, well yeah i it, he shows up and he's like hey, it's done I don't, hawkeye was gone at that point right if I remember. yes yeah he quit yeah and basically you have um tony stark who's like well you know what f you guys i'm gonna make my own team so it's <laughs> it's Tony Stark, Iron Man. Mm-hmm. It's uh, a U.S. agent in a terrible, terrible costume. Yes, um, because he he given up on being U.S. agent. By that right. Point. Which costume was that? It's oh. a red, white, and blue, like almost like that, a space ranger with like a with, oh, with the <laughs> helmet with a, yeah, and, and, and like shoulder pad, like like armor shoulder pads. It's terrible. Yeah, it's bad. Um, <laughs> Spider Woman's part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this bullshit Sentry character that pulled out of his ass. Um, and uh, Wonder Man, right? Wasn't there something? Yeah. There was like yeah. a, I know that's a Thor core. What was there? Thor core. Thunder Strike or whatever. Thunder Strike is not a part of uh, Force Works. That's a different thing. Okay. Um, yeah. And Force Works didn't last long. It just got shut down pretty quickly. Yeah. 
I, I always hated that that uh, comic ploy where it's like the end of an issue. And it's like, but it doesn't end here. Check right. out this right. number one next right. week. Was, well, that that was a uh, an an issue, if you will, uh, that I had with this. Like, why? Like, was it just that they wanted to tie it in with whatever crossover is going on? But like, why take a book to a hundred and two issues? Like, yeah. Why not just kill it at 100? Because I don't think they actually had a plan. I think really? it was literally like from being at, at Marvel at that time, right. um, there was so much apathy in the editorial team mm. um, that like there were some editors that were like Bobby Chase, man. She was, that was like the Peter David Hulks and she was running a tight ship. And you had um, Joey Cavallari had the Silver Surfer stuff and he was really... You know, he took it really seriously. Um, the X, the X Men were starting to really fall apart at that time. Right. But you had, um, Who I forgot his X-Men? name, but you had the guy that was editing X Force, um, not X Force, uh, X Factor. X Factor was really X Factor was that. the Larry yeah. Stroman, uh, Peter David X Factor, which was right. awesome at that time. Um, but then you had like a whole wing of people, like the editor I worked for. Um, you know, was been there for a long time. Was pretty jaded about a lot of the books that we were, and we worked on like Captain America, which was Thor, um, and they're the core books that were very just directionless. And and the West Coast Avengers were part of that little little group of just like what the f is going on with these things. Um, and they literally thought like turning it off. And turning it back on again with an image style. I mean, look, it's got force works, right. wet works, or whatever yeah. was the, the, mm-hmm. the you know. So it was, it was trying very hard to be an image book. And if you look at the art, it's like, oh yeah, it's 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 like bad Travis Charest art from <laughs> uh, like the Dark Stars era or whatever they were. It's, oh, the Dark Stars. Yeah. And, well, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, of last like twenty issues, you could just tell the writing was on the wall because you have. Wolverine guest starring, and you have Spider-Man guest starring, um, and Darkhawk comes in, and then the last ten issues, it it ends up going into the the Infinity Crusade crossovers. That's right, right. Which derails it for a bit, um, and then the last like three issues were really interesting, really good, um, really dark and violent. What was the storyline? This the Arachne, the Spider? No, no, no. That's uh, way before when Spider Girl, uh, Spider Woman's in. But this is um, some group of um, the Lethal Legion, um, who he takes basically um, the, from the mur- the worst murderers from history, and and uh, uses them to uh, who, who did uh, the Hangman. Oh. Who who was used before for an awful book in number seventy nine, but he comes back and he's actually this really dark, interesting villain, and he got these um, four uh, other villains with him. Um, I'm trying to remember their names, um, and so they're dark and they beat the crap out of U.S. agent. It was really like uncomfortably violent scene, um, and it it's great. Um, and that goes for a few issues. Um, even the art is interesting. And then it gets to issue 100, where this, where Mockingbird dies and Hawkeye quits. And a Chrome Mephisto cover. Oh yeah. And now, <laughs> now this was the perfect place to end it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And and it was interesting because 101 is now as part of the Blood Ties 
storyline, which is running through the X-Men books. And the thing is, is that this, the White Coast Avengers have no business being a part of this. Right. You know, because by this point, the writing, they have to know the book is over in 102, you know? So I don't understand, like, why they even bothered pushing them into this crossover. You know, we have to track down Nell Yomtov. Yeah. And mm-hmm. find out what's up. On the up. train. We'll find him back. Hey. Hey, you're <laughs> Nell Yomtov from the Bluesitions. <laughs> <laughs> I heard on the side you uh, edited comics. Yes, exactly. <laughs> why, why do West Coast Avengers nice 101 man. and 102 exist? Yeah. And also, it's interesting, too, that the last issue written by uh, Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning. Yes. Huh. Yeah. And they were the ones that would go on to create the uh, Force Works, I think it is, right? And yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, Modern Incarnation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All that cosmic stuff. Uh, I, You know what? I, it's funny. Now that I forgot that, that he did that, because I have never been a fan of theirs. And I remember whenever I saw their byline, I would always be like, oh, you know, and and and... You know, even the West, the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff, I always kind of rolled my eyes at because I'm just I was not a fan. And it started with their them just destroying West Coast Avengers. Mm. <laughs> One last thing I'd like to say is, um, and I I recently tried to find it. Um, at the time, I had a poster hanging in my room, a West Coast Avengers poster. <laughs> and as far as I know, it's the only one that they ever made. And it's on one side of the screen, you have the roster of the East Coast Avengers at the time, which is like Cap, Hercules, mm-hmm. uh, Captain Marvel, Monica Rambeau. Um, <laughs> uh, I forget some of the other ones that are in there. I mean, I, maybe like Iron Man. No, Iron Man was not a part of it. Um, and then... They are on the video phone with the West Coast team. Oh. And then on the other yeah. side of the poster is the West Coast team hanging by the pool, talking right. on the video phone to the other team. And it was a poster <laughs> of both teams of Avengers just talking to each other. Just chatting, hanging and out. And it was an awesome po- – and it was like an Al Milgram drawn poster. Right, right. And I remember as a kid, I was like – was, and I remember I, was, I thought I was so cool because I cut the poster in half. <laughs> and I put one half on one side of the room and the other half on the other side nice. of the room. Nice. <laughs> and I've tried to find that poster. Um, and it's just – it it's doesn't exist. I – I'm pretty sure that for years beyond the life of West Coast Avengers, that poster was in the poster racks at Forbidden Planet. There were like one or two that were just kind of stuck in there from exactly. <laughs> from the 80s. And it was like, we'd use it as like a back for other things. Right. You know I mean? <laughs> like, I put all those Spawn posters in front of the West Coast Avengers one. <laughs> exactly. Look at this. These cool Mike Zek Punisher posters. <laughs> can, can I ask how... Um... Brief star of the Captain America first Avenger movie, Jim Hammond ended up in uh, the West Coast Avengers. That oh, was Burn. That was Burn. Burn yeah. basically uh, introduced that um, uh, the original Human Torch, mm-hmm. his body had been found mm-hmm. and basically cast even more doubt on the dubious origins of the Vision. Because mm. it was always, oh, he's the body of this, the original Human Torch. And suddenly the new Human Torch is back and he's like, no, I'm 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 me, man. <laughs> Look at me. me. And, me. and there's that shot. There's that one cover, of the Human Torch, a faceless Human Torch, which mm-hmm. is the, uh, the that one. Um, and it was a weird storyline because it can, didn't really kind of go anywhere. 
Um, it's probably just Burn just being like, hey, I liked old comics. Yeah, burn being Burn. But stuff um, back in. I, and all these things are coming back. I mean, like one of my absolute favorite storylines of, of any Ultron story is the West Coast yeah. Avengers Ultron story with Ultron Mark 13, <laughs> affectionately known as uh, Mark. Is it 13 or 12 or? I forget which the numbers. Yeah. Are you, are you talking about when he, he falls in love with Mockingbird and turns her into a, a female cyborg? No, it's when it's when uh, it's the good Ultron, Mark. Oh, the beginning. Okay, yes, yes. It, the it, and it basically... Uh, it's an Ultron who's like, you know, I, I've, I think I'm actually a good guy, and I'm, I'm sorry, Dad, and <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm Ultron Mark thirteen, but you can call me Mark, right? And, uh, and he sacrifices himself, and it's great because, because Henry Pym is like, you know, he's like, oh, I can't, like, everybody near me, I kill them, and it's, I can't even keep my, my Ultron, and it's, and it's a shot of Hank Pym just distraught. Mm. <laughs> Oh, does he look like Ultron? Yeah, it's, yeah, a, it's yeah, an yeah. Ultron. So it's basically the big battle is Ultron versus Ultron. Huh. Good Ultron versus bad Ultron. I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah. Mark versus Ultron. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah, no, I'm definitely going to have to look that up. Yeah. I've, 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 I've often wondered how they're going to work with this whole like vision and Ultron and the new Marvel movies. I like to hope that it has to do with uh, Jim Hammond being in Captain America. Like even though you see him for a second, I thought that was kind of cool that he's like in the movie, mm-hmm. and it's like I why, is, it. huh? Yeah, I doubt it. they just they just do that into kind of like yeah. it's make just you a go. Ooh. Yeah. You have no idea how excited I got when Man Thing's wife was in Iron Man three, but I don't think it has anything to do with anything. What? I, I I didn't see Iron Man three. Man Thing's referenced in Agents of Shield. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, maybe no, I shouldn't have given up on all, all these things. Yeah, I, I just you watched the first not. like two episodes of Agents of Shield. And yeah, I stick I, with I, it. It gets I awesome. Deal with it. All right. But one, of, one of the things, speaking of the movie, that you might enjoy is that uh, in West Coast Avengers Annual Number Six, which is the Subterranean Wars issue. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, what I love about it is that there's a brief story in, in the back where a wasp in Hollywood, where Janet Van Dyke um, has to write a script for the uh, the Avengers movie. <laughs> and and this is what, what, what is mentioned in the story about what the Avengers movie will be. Um, and we're talking, what, at this point, 1991. Um, so uh, I listed it down, that the movie will be directed by Steven Spielberg. <laughs> Um, Thor will be played by Arnold Schwarzberger, <laughs> um, but they actually say Sylvester Stallone will play Iron Man. Uh, Lou Ferrigno will play the Hulk, but that's only if they can get the character from Universal. <laughs> um, Did they really say that? Yeah. yeah. That's funny. Um, Amazing. Wa- Wasp will be played by Winona Ryder or Paula Abdul. <laughs> And um, Henry Pym will act like Doc Brown from Back to the Future. Awesome. And my fa- my favorite part, Loki isn't scary enough to be a villain in the Avengers movie. Wow! Wow! So who was the vi- who's the villain? Uh, I don't know. I don't remember that. But that was uh, what was mentioned in the story because she hadn't wrote it as like the Avenger number one. Right. And right. Uh, and so the the director guy goes uh, producer uh, Mr. Domani. Dino uh, says, no, Loki's not scary enough. It would never work as a villain. That's awesome. Interesting. Yeah. So Take that, 1991. Yeah, yeah. we showed you. We kicked your ass, 1991. <laughs> we did oh, it. my goodness. Well, All I got right. nothing left. Yeah. Um, we've talked to 
pretty much right about an hour. So dark hork rules. Yeah. <laughs> dark hork. Dark hork. Dark fork. Dark dark fork rules. <laughs> dark hawk rules. Moon Knight rules. Spider Woman marry me. Um. <laughs> yeah, we had all my notes. Uh, Christian, did you have anything else? Uh, you have a last no, I had, the only thing uh, worth mentioning is because I I noticed too was um. In the burn run, one of the things that he uh, introduced was um, their ver- their version of the butler, who was Carlos, the butler, um, who basically looked like Elvis, and um, he was uh, their butler. Huh. And I don't remember he, that he at appe- all. Me neither. Yeah, he appeared like three or four times, and I think, I mean, I'm, I'm, and I was trying to look it up, because Ultron ended up attacking the team again later on. And I think Carlos is the one that's killed um, during during the the attack, and they make it like a, such a big deal about it. Uh, and so when I was writing about it uh, during the whole Carlos dying scene, um, you know, I imagine like collecting all of his scenes and playing voice to men is so hard to say goodbye. <laughs> uh, because, <laughs> because you know it's just uh, how. But yeah, so Carlos was their butler, and so when Byrne drew him, uh, he always looked like Elvis. That's so I awesome. That was, that I, w- I will be disappointed if somebody doesn't make a uh, like a you know YouTube video with the, with that uh, you know boys to men and just all the panels of Carlos. Carlos. Just... Well, I, well, I put I put it together in the book. Um, so, oh, sweet! But, all right. So you know, go to go to my website uh, drunkhulk.com, and you can just download a free copy. Drunk? Did you say Drunk Hulk? Dot com, yes. I, I love that guy. Yeah, <laughs> you mean yeah. the Twitter personality, Drunk Hulk? <laughs> That's you? <laughs> but you can download the 600-page West Coast Avengers book and enjoy that all by yourself. Yeah, it's recommended <laughs> reading if you uh, if you enjoyed this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all three of you. I do have yeah. to say, uh, Christian, when I was doing uh, research, when I was prepping my notes, I did a, you know Googled a couple of different issues of West Coast <laughs> Avengers, and your site, not the Drunk Hulk site, but your puffchrissy.com yeah. yeah. came up yeah. uh, in the hits <laughs> for most of those. Like on the within the first page of results, it was like, oh, puffchrissy.com. Yeah, you cornered the market there. Yeah. I, 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 I won. I think. Again, you are you are you are uh, Henry Jones to, to right. my Belloc. <laughs> I'm just going to ride your coattails and steal your thunder. Yeah, and, well, I'm, I imagine that maybe one day when they make a West Coast Avengers movie, that, <laughs> that, that CNN will call me. That's right. Totally. Be like the expert on the panel. Well, uh, and then then we'll see who's laughing. Well, the way Dis- <laughs> the way Disney's doing like a million Star Wars movies, it's not. <laughs> That I just out of want, the realm that will have a West Coast Avengers movie. I just yeah. hope at some point in some Marvel universe, Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, there's a, a shot in the background in the movie theater playing Archon 2. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. It would be. All right. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, we will be back shortly. We're not exactly sure when, but sooner or later. We should, we should record more of these. Yeah. Um, uh and uh, that's it. Well, uh, Nerd Geek Talk, everybody. Hey, we did it. <laughs> Thank you. So what's up, man?
Coolin' man. Chillin' chillin'? Yo, you know I had to call. You know why, right? Why? Cause. Yo, I never, ever call and ask you to play something, right? Yeah. You know what I want to hear. What you want to hear? I want to hear that Warrock joint. Adam Warrock again? Oh yeah, again and again. <laughs> I was just doing the Star Wars Minute intro, sorry. <laughs> 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 oh, my fault. <laughs> oh.